Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach podcast. And I am here with yet another high demand coach, and that is Ty Hoskin. He's a top communication coach. He's a number one best-selling author, and he's the founder of Advanced Growth Institute. He helps professionals from around the world communicate with confidence, charisma, and clarity so they can become strong, influential leaders, make more money, and advance their careers. He's been motivated by his past struggles, and Ty has spent many years and thousands of hours researching, practicing, and experimenting in order to master the world of communication. And he's determined to make others' journeys less painful than his own. He's dedicated to life, he's dedicated his life, sorry, to figuring out the success formula for communication skills. And it's clear that he's done it. I want you to just take a moment here. Uh, if you're driving, don't do it right now. But when you get somewhere safe, head on over to his LinkedIn profile and you will have an absolute blast. You'll learn a ton. Uh, I was telling him before we started, it's just, you can tell he's put so much work and effort into it and he's done a fantastic job. So uh, without further ado, I could go on for a while here, Ty, but I, I want to just welcome you to the show. And I'd love if we could kind of dive in before we get to the work that you do and just explore the backstory here. Well, what was happening before you got into communication coaching and how did you ultimately choose to make the leap? First of all, Scott, you absolutely nailed that intro. Probably one of the best ones I've ever heard. You're varying your pitch, your tonality there. So I can tell you've given a few intros in your life. That was very entertaining to listen to. It's, I'm gonna re I'm gonna re-listen to that back. Very it's, happy. Awesome. It. It's so funny <laughs> that you bring that up because anytime I have someone who has who has like a coaching expertise and background, I'm like, you know, how many times am I gonna say um in this episode? But <laughs> hopefully you're not counting. I'm not counting. But thanks for the encouragement. So tell us a little bit, how'd you get into this? For sure. It's a question that I get a lot is, was I naturally born a good communicator? And so we often think, oh, well, he coaches people on how to speak. He must be extroverted, must have been a social guy, lots of friends, popular. I wish that was the case, but it was actually quite the opposite. So I grew up on a farm near a very small town in Saskatchewan, Canada. So the closest town was 800 people. Now I live in downtown Toronto, very different environment, but I grew up truly the opposite of a good communicator. So I went through most of my life, the first couple decades of my life, I was shy, I was awkward, introverted and quiet. And so when I first entered the professional world, it became so glaringly obvious, Scott, how bad I was at interacting with people. So 
I actually started learning about communication kind of out of necessity more than anything else. I was more so thinking, I don't want to hate going to work. I'm not thinking about, hey, I want to be a successful coach one day. I'm thinking, let me just see if I can not hate waking up in the morning and having to go do this job. (laughs) So back then, you know, it's about 10 years ago, we didn't really have coaches back then, right? It was mainly sports and that was about it. Now we're blessed with all types of coaches, but back then we didn't have that same luxury. So I'm learning basically everything on my own over many, many years. And fortunately, the way that building skills works, the more time, effort, energy you put in, you're eventually going to get better. So I eventually improved. And then next thing you know, I'm climbing the corporate ladder. I'm getting these leadership positions. I'm saying it like it just happened overnight. It took almost a decade. (laughs) But for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to definitely condense the timeline. So eventually, great relationships, great social life, great job, making good money. Everything's really spectacular on paper. So corporate leadership position, but it didn't feel meaningful or stimulating. Mm. And so I was teaching a lot of these communication skills just because I was so interested in it. And I learned so much over so many years. And so it just seemed like a natural progression for me one day to first start it as the side hustle, the classic side hustle, where you finish your eight hour workday and now you're trying to put in a couple hours after to build that. So that's, maybe it works for some people. I was terrible. I didn't have enough energy at the end of the day and it was so slow. So I eventually did the classic jump out of the plane, figure out the parachute on the way down type of thing which I don't, I don't recommend for everyone, but for me, I work best under pressure. So if I have to figure something out, I will. And best thing I ever did for sure. Now being able to teach things that are very meaningful to me, instead of saying, Hey, you can do what I did and learn communication slowly over almost a decade. Who wants to do that? That sounds terrible. <laughs> Let's learn exactly what you need to know in a few months because you know what you're doing, you know what works, what doesn't work, how do we practice, you're getting the right kind of feedback. And so now flash forward and yeah, best decision I ever made, very happy to be in this position. That's fantastic. So we fast forward then to kind of today, uh, your your communication coach, you're helping uh, folks all over the world. What would you say some of the most important work you're doing for your clients? It's interesting. A lot of people first start working with me because they want a promotion or they want a raise. They want to advance their careers, like the very traditional types of things we think about or might hire a coach for. But actually the most, I would say, important and the most appreciated transformations that I give people have to do with just that inner confidence and that inner belief in themselves. So we spend so much time at work, the average person, eight hours a day, five days a week, that's the majority of your time. So for a lot of people, it's actually being able to show up in these professional situations in a way that they feel proud of. Mm. So think of all of the meetings that you do. What if you felt 30% more confident and had 30% less stress in every one of those meetings? Right. And that's actually a low estimate. We do measure these things throughout the coaching program, but simply being able to change the way that you show up, the way that you feel, how you feel about yourself, 
being able to really clearly just nail a point when you're put on the spot in a meeting or giving a presentation or a sales call, whatever it might be, that seems to be where people get the most value is actually some of those intrinsic type of changes that are a bit tougher to measure. Yeah, yeah, that's remarkable. Uh, so there's something that you kind of brought up in your story, and I, I think it's uh, it's got a lot of people scratching their heads. And uh, there's two sides of this question. So I'll, I'll just do one at a time here. The first one is, can introverts be great communicators? So that, it sounds like it's a big part of your story. It's obviously what you're doing now. Uh, what would you say to an introvert who who feels like that's just a thousand miles away? I could never be like that. Scott, I absolutely love this question. I feel very strongly about it because people like to do these quizzes or these little courses that tell them, I am a blank. I'm classified as this. I'm an INTJ, whatever it might be. I feel like that's absolutely the biggest load of BS and because most people just use it as an excuse mm. or it's a limiting belief where they say, well, I'm this way. So I'm just, I'm not meant to be a good communicator or a good speaker. And so I'm not saying don't do the quizzes. I'm not saying you can't label yourself as an introvert, but truly it actually doesn't matter. You still have the work to do. It's still like developing a skill similar to truly any other skill. You just have to know what to do. How do you practice, put the time in, get feedback. And so I like to use myself as an example. Because there's there's videos of me as a kid and I'm, I truly, I don't talk at all. It's like me at a birthday party. I'm not even speaking. It's my own birthday party. <laughs> so I was tr at a, probably a generous one out of 10 in terms of naturally being a good communicator. Wow. And so using myself as an example, I have lots of testimonials too that I'll sometimes show people of like this person is an introvert who was even worse than you. And they made these changes. So 100%, it's possible for truly anyone to become a good communicator. That's awesome. And so then the flip side of that is, do extroverts need communication coaching too? Absolutely, they do. So with an extrovert, they may not be as nervous or they might be more confident speaking to people. They might enjoy it more, but that doesn't mean they're good at it. Those are usually the people that are rambling on. We don't even know what they're trying to say. They're telling a story. There's no clear point. Or they're sometimes lazy with the way they're speaking. They might like it, but they don't usually have the skills to be a great commuter or a great communicator or an excellent communicator. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my clients are extroverts as well. It's funny you ask that because they do normally not think that they need it. And just because they like to speak, they think they're good at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so true. And so what then would be a reason why, you mentioned this earlier, uh, some of the kind of surface level things, they want a promotion, they want the raise, they want the next level. What are some reasons why even before that, or even without that, someone should think about getting a communication coach? Communication is really at the core of every area of our life. So people typically come to me because they want to communicate better for professional settings, but it actually applies to every area of your life. And it's a lot of the same skills that you learn. So if you learn them for professional reasons, because you want the promotion or you want the raise, or you want more respect at work, you want to be taken seriously. You want to be a better leader. 
all of that will directly apply to your personal life as well. And so in your relationships, your friendships, communicating with family, if you are an excellent communicator, life actually becomes a lot easier for you mm. because think about most of the situations in your life that make you frustrated or you're kind of annoyed. Chances are it has to do with someone else. It's the way that someone said something or a conversation that didn't go well or an interaction. Oh, I wish I would have said that differently. Why did they respond to me this way? People will actually change the way that they speak to you when you improve your communication. Wow. So that in and of itself, having just less conflict, less misunderstandings, more successful interactions across every area of your life. Truly, until you actually experience it, you don't know how genuinely enjoyable life can be when you make these skills better. Wow. Wow. So I want to turn it around, that, that question actually around a little bit, because a lot of folks listening are, they're founders, leaders, they're leading teams. And, and you know this from your work, both with your clients and even in your own professional career, that on any given team, there are those people who talk too much in meetings, right? And then there's those couple who have like the advice that we all need to hear, but they don't speak up in the meeting. And so uh, one of the things that I've found is one of the key roles of uh, particularly CEOs is to orchestrate that that senior leadership team meeting. And I would say in my own experience, the biggest challenge in that has been getting the quiet ones to speak up in time. And so what can, if I'm a founder, I know I've got someone who's brilliant on the team. I just can't get a, as much out of them as I want, especially in team meetings. What can I do to help them or, or how could a communication coach help them? an excellent question. So what I found with those types of people is that they don't like being put on the spot. And so, for example, if you told them to prepare something and explain it to you in a one-on-one -on -one meeting or in, even in a presentation type of setting, they're usually much better and much more comfortable with that. But those types of people, there's usually something about having to speak spontaneously. And so what I found actually works really well is if you can give them a couple questions or a couple topics, like shoot them a quick message before the meeting, give them just a bit of a heads up. Hey, I'd like to talk to you about this. I'd like you to speak on this. Just super quick, short message. Because mm. then they don't feel like they're caught off guard. They feel like they're a little bit more prepared and they go into it knowing that they have to. And that alone can get the quiet people to speak up much easier without calling them out mid-meeting by name, which of course we all do, but they're not necessarily always going to appreciate that strategy. So giving them just a little bit of a heads up goes a long way. Yeah, that's fantastic. So there's a question that I have for you, and I like to ask it from all of my guests, and, and it's this, what would you say is the biggest secret that you just wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing that you wish everybody listening or watching today knew? Things are supposed to be hard. This was a big one for me because when I particularly started my coaching business, it took a long time to get clients and then get clients consistently. And I would beat myself up because I thought I wasn't good and I wasn't, wasn't doing things the right way. I'm not cut out for this. Why do I have a good month one month and a bad one the next? 
But I heard somebody talk about this a couple years ago and they said, oh, no, it, it's supposed to be hard. Like, it's not supposed to feel good. Anything that's worth doing could feel difficult. If it was easy to attain, it wouldn't really be meaningful. And so now when things feel hard or if I'm trying to grow, or I've got a lot going on and I'm stressed out, I'm overwhelmed. I think, oh, this is how it's supposed to feel. And it just really takes the edge off because it goes from something's wrong or I'm not doing something right to I'm, I'm on the right track. Yeah. This is how it's supposed to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's especially in the world of entrepreneurs, it's something I call the entrepreneur smile, right? Because we've kind of glorified entrepreneurism. We've glorified starting a job. It's like, and it's like lattes on uh, our way to the office. And then 20 minutes later, pina coladas on the beach. Like that's what being an entrepreneur is. And that's not what it is at all. And so there's this pressure to say it's great, right? How's your business going? It's good. You know, it's like this like cringe smile. And, 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 I, and I love that because we can. It's it's so hard. It takes so much resilience. I mean, it's hard enough as it is to start something if you're, if you're beating yourself up, you know, because you, you think I must be doing something wrong. It gets even harder. So I, I know that was massively timely advice for some folks listening. And it's so true. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and, and it's a great segue into my last question here. And then I want to make sure folks know how they can get in touch with you. But I'd actually like for you to take off your coach hat for a moment, put on your, your CEO executive hat, if you will. Talk to us about the next stage of growth for you and your business and what challenge you'll have to overcome to get there. This is a good question. I'm at a point now where I believe every leader gets to at some point, whereas I'm still struggling to give up control in certain areas and having the level of trust needed in my team members to not be so involved with certain aspects. So of course, logically, I know what to do, right? There's, there, there actually are no secrets when it comes to this, but it's really the, uh, the act of the letting go and accepting that I'm finding challenging now. It, it's a slow process, but it feels hard and it's supposed to be hard. So <laughs> that definitely keeps me going for sure. It's, it's an absolutely necessary part because we can't keep doing everything on our own. We're just... We're only one person. Pure <laughs> words. Uh, yes, uh, absolutely. So, uh, again, there there have been folks who've been listening to this, and it just I mean, it's just one thing after the next. You're heading them right where they're at. So, someone is thinking, "Hey, I, I I need to talk to Ty. How can they get in touch with you uh, and find more out about the work that you do?" Yeah, thanks for asking. LinkedIn and Instagram are definitely the two that I use the most. So it's just my name, T Y H O E S G E N sure scott will put in the show notes because he's that type of guy and so fire me a message on there i'd love to hear from you i take a little bit of time each day to respond to all those dms so would love if you reached out in there fantastic well catch ty again uh, like you said we'll put the links for both linkedin and instagram so pick your platform of choice uh, they'll be in the show notes go ahead and grab those get in touch with ty you will not regret it ty thank you so much for being on the show just an absolute honor and privilege having you here and for those of you who are listening and watching, you know your time and attention mean the absolute world to us. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I know I did, and I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care.
Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.